0: It's Martin and welcome back to the What The Fork podcast and in today's exciting episode I'm going to be talking about digital branding best practices. So for all of you budding entrepreneurs out there and uh, business people, if you don't have an online presence then this won't mean anything to you but in today's society and business society you need to have a digital presence. So, Digital branding is the term used and it describes the multifaceted ways that your business draws the attention of your customers online. So that's what digital branding is. Um, I've got five key elements that I wanna talk through and then some benefits of digital branding at the end. So the first one is out with the old and in with the new. So if your company history is long and it goes way back before the digital era, that legacy exists. And your newly created digital brand has to match completely with that successful historic brand. Now, obviously, that's assuming that you have a successful um, offline brand already. So whatever your company is, let's assume that it's making making a living. So this doesn't actually mean that the the brand is a static entity, entity though, and uh, it's got to obviously evolve over time. And if you think of companies like McDonald's, for example, how the golden arches have uh, changed over the years, they're not the same as when they were uh, when the business was created, are they? And I'm sure you've got uh, many other examples that you can think of where companies reinvigorate themselves and refresh their image and uh, reinvent themselves over time to keep pace with modern marketing to look fresh. So if you're a one-person company, you are your brand, technically. So if you're like, I don't know, a kitchen fitter and you are it, then you are the brand, so you're at the forefront of the company. Or you appear invisible as you're behind the scenes and the company name bears no resemblance or relation to you as an individual. So that's a company branding rather than you as an individual. Uh, If your organisation's been established for decades, is it time to completely refresh the look and the feel? How long has it been since you looked at your branding and and transformed it to work in current times? And this may attract a new audience uh, who've who've certainly migrated from your traditional yellow pages or the uh, the glossy brochures that come through the doors, and they've they've most certainly migrated into the online world. So. Have a look at your current brand and work out if it fits in the new modern online space. Check out your competition and work out what they're doing to see what their branding looks like as well. So you've got to be more than just a bricks and mortar or traditional premises now. And uh, you the ways of conducting business are totally uh, online as well as offline. Now, if you think about Amazon and where that came from with the bookshops, and uh, I don't know if Amazon bookshops still exist. Probably not, because literally they are absolutely everything now online, aren't they? And uh, they have these giant warehouse hubs all over the country, all over the world, so that they can ship stuff out to you as soon as, uh, as possible. So number two, laser targeted broad branding. So whilst that may appear a statement that doesn't actually work, it's a bit of an oxymoron, isn't it? Laser targeted, yet broad branding. Um, think about how your brand should pinpoint directly your existing customers. But it isn't always that simple, is it? Because you you need new and refreshed customers and uh, and to grow your business. If, if it's something that's not uh, um, consumable, then you need new customers to come through the door as well to grow your business. Um, So you've got a a perfect customer avatar that you target, but you're then possibly excluding potential clients because your brand is too narrow. So it needs to be broad enough and niche enough, small enough to target the existing clients, obviously, and then wide enough to target new clients' Um, So what's the answer? So it's like I've just said, it's going to be tight enough so that you appear to the the existing customers to be totally on their wavelength for their exact needs and requirements. But at the same time, you need to cast your net wider to entice new clients in, obviously. And uh, these are on the periphery. They may have seen your brand, either your your local shop or premises uh, in the newspapers, whatever, however you uh, market. Or if you're already online, they may have stumbled across some marketing that you're doing online as well but they're on the periphery aren't they they haven't actually bought anything but they're wondering if you can serve their wants and needs. So there are a lot of tools and platforms now that exist to help with the online marketing targeting Uh, an example is Google Analytics another one is HubSpot and a third one is Salesforce so if you go and check those out they can really help with with your marketing and uh, targeting as well, and uh, online branding. So the question is, how's your brand gonna stand out against the multitude of other organisations that are similar to you that promote what you have? How do you stand out? What's your USP? So check out your competition like I've just mentioned. What are their company colours, their logo? How does it look? What's the feel? And is it contemporary, is it, is it classic, or is it modern? So work out what your competitors are doing and then how do you look? What's your company colours? Are they modern and vibrant and attractive? And what's your logo? And do you want a new modern look and feel with your online branding? So how you look needs to stick in the mind of your audience as soon as they see you, straight away, that immediate impact and there's a suggestion that i'm not sure is rings true still but we've got 7 seconds to capture attention these days now I've been going for a few minutes now, so I'm hoping that uh, I've got longer than that seven seconds of your attention. So I'm trying to retain attention. And if I've only got seven seconds, then I'll I'll check what the opening sentence was to make sure that uh, it was ringing uh, bells for for my audience to to attract them in and retain them as well. So, uh, yeah, seven seconds to uh, capture attention. And uh, that means first impressions really are critical, aren't they, in this world where we're full of distractions and a number of options as well. So the third thing I want to talk about is customers first and we all know this is is absolutely critical. So whilst the ultimate aim is to sell stuff from your business to your customer, it's the customer experience that you need to major on. Focus on giving value in whatever format works best for your particular audience. So what does value mean to you? Your audience is obviously not just your existing customer base either is it? It's the potential purchasers like we've just mentioned on the periphery looking in from the outside and wondering if you can serve their needs. So you've got to build relationships with both types obviously You may already have a relationship and rapport with your existing customers that you've got to maintain. But with new customers, you've got to kind of build that know, like and trust relationship and they need to come to you for a challenge or a problem. And then you need to answer that for them as well. So slightly different uh, nuance of the two different customer types there. So what daily hints, tips, guidance, teaching, advice are you giving to your customers or viewers of your online presence? Um, If they come to your website, is there anything that they can read like a blog that you post or perhaps you send out in an email format or or blog format on your website or whatever? um, Weekly or monthly newsletters with updates and exciting news or product launches. Or If you don't do that, maybe that's an option that you can look at. So when you drive traffic to your brand, if that's in a conventional way, like, uh, I don't know, brochures, flyers, newspapers, do you do TV adverts? Uh, Or the um, digital space is paid adverts, maybe like Google or Facebook, or email marketing if you've got a a customer database, or it could be uh, on your website as well, driving traffic to your website. What you've got to think about is the journey that you take that customer on from the front door, whichever front door that be, be that kind of a marketing advert like we've just said, or your front door is your website, and then all the way through to the offer or the sales page is that funnel in place where they can skip through pages on your on your uh, website and they're pushed towards the, the offer of your product or service. But their primary focus while they're going through that funnel and channel on your website for your product or service is how can your product or service answer their challenge or problem. And uh, the next thing is that you should be constantly testing by asking your clients what are the features that they absolutely love at the moment because you should scale those up. And if there's anything that they want updated or modifying to better suit their needs, keep records of all of these customer feedback questions that you're asking. So how do they currently use the product? And if you give them healthy, helpful even, insights into how they can prolong the life of that product or the service, Um, for example, are they all value add activities. If you show the customer that you've got their best interests at the top of your company's priorities you're more likely to retain that customer and get loyalty from them. So number four is digital footprint and is your website where you drive your audience to see your product offer or service? And if that's your shop window Does that align with your physical premises? Assuming you've got an office or a premise, uh, does the digital footprint and, and your website actually match the look and feel of your physical premises? And is the physical branding the same look and feel as the online branding? So just make sure that they align. And where do you actually reach your audience? That's the next question. Well, the name digital branding gives it, uh, gives it away here, it gives a clue. And uh, your footprint is uh, potentially across all of the social media channels like Facebook, LinkedIn, Instagram, YouTube and Twitter. There are so many different places now where you can reach your audience online and it's worth researching and ex- experimenting with various places as well and the format of the digital presence as well needs to be tailored to suit the audience demographic. So what do I mean by that? Well, let's look at Instagram for example. Now the audience on Instagram is considerably younger, isn't it, than the Facebook audience. So my kids say to me that um Insta's the place to be now. They're 11 and 12 and uh, nearly 12 and 13 cool kids and uh, they say to me, you know, I use Facebook and they say, yeah, that that is <laughs> daddy, that is for uh oldies like you. So what you've got to think about is, is the target demographic based on the platform that uh, the the crowd uses. And likewise with LinkedIn as well, the LinkedIn crowd are historically like a, I don't know, an upmarket or a professional Facebook crowd. Sorry, Facebook. Um, but typically, you know, the, the LinkedIn platform was used as a CV or job hunting site. Now it's obviously used similarly to facebook for social media marketing etc so um it's i i think the um the articles i've read online all point to the fact that it is like a, a more upmarket facebook advertising platform as well so you you're likely to attract a more professional crowd So moreover, the um, attention span of long handwritten blogs won't always appeal to your target market either. I think what you've got to look at is what the demographic is and then which format works best for them. So for me, I'm not a big reader, so I... (laughs) I do read blogs or I do read stuff online, but I would much prefer it in video format so I can and feel like I engage with the speaker if it's the speaker in front of me and you gauge from them and their body language as well. Or I absolutely love podcasts or reading books via pod, via um, Audible these days because it appeals to me much more and it keeps my attention a lot better. And so you've just got to look at what works for each platform, which is the most effective and efficient way to reach your target demographic. So number five is consistency is key. Now from the logo that you've got to the color scheme of your business and the language that you use and everything that you do, the marketing campaigns, how they look and feel should all be consistent and the message in your marketing as well. Always your brand should remain consistent in an online and an offline marketing space really. So if you do blogs as well, the quantity of the blog posts that you put out, if you send out a newsletter fortnightly or you know an end of month uh, fire sale or something, um, make sure that they all give maximum value to your customers. And the other thing with consistency is that they need to be sent out on the same day of the week. So if you're gonna send out a blog post link or post them to your website, uh, email marketing to your website that says, here's the latest blog post and here's the subject, make it catchy and make sure that it's consistently on the same day of the week. If you're only doing one a week, let's say it's a Monday every week and they look forward to seeing that link pop up in their inbox so that they can check out the latest uh, blog post. Newsletters likewise, that could be just a once a month thing that you send out either via email or um, a link again to your website depending on where you want to push them to. But make sure it's consistent. It may be that you're posting a blog daily and um, yeah, they can can get those updates daily. But um, just make sure whatever it is that you do, make sure it's consistent so that they know when it's coming because a a scattered approach, a scattergun approach doesn't look strategic, it doesn't look professional and and planned out and uh, potentially could turn your your customers off and potentially the the new clients as well. Okay, so finally, point number six is digital branding benefits. And I've got four things here that I think are um, key to benefits of the digital branding approach. The first one is online interaction. So answering questions or engaging with your audience and customers online is absolutely instant these days. There's chatbots. There's um, your staff. If you've got staff, can have uh, messenger open so that they can instantly chat to potential customers or or customers that have got a, a challenge with something that you've given them or delivery. I don't know whatever it could be. Um, so they can answer instantly and have discussions and build relationships with those customers as well. So online interaction is absolutely critical with your digital footprint and digital branding. Uh, Number two is slightly aligned with that as well. So creating better connections. So you talk about the customer benefits as well of that online interaction and and better connections with your customers. But it could also be with your supply chain and everybody that's involved with your business. You can have better connections with all of them as well and instantly at your fingertips. So when your client gets to know you and understand your brand and they're going to check in on news that you're sending out or onto your website they're more likely to interact on blogs that you post as well if it's relevant to them and and if if you're B2B and uh, supply to businesses, they're more likely to engage and get involved if you've got something of interest for them and you've built up a rapport with them as well. Now here's the exciting thing as well with this creating better connections. If you're an online business, then potentially you've got billions of daily users of the internet all over the globe. And if you think about that, That's just incredible. Unless your market is very kind of local focused and if it's a local company, then uh, you might only be able to supply your service local to your local area or you could be absolutely global online. And that's the beauty of creating better connections online. Number three, this is hilarious. You have the chance to go viral. So I'm not sure if you've seen it, but it's absolutely hilarious. I'd suggest that you go and Google search or or YouTube search this dad who's dragging his daughter through the airport, and I think it's titled Dad Drags Daughter Through Airport. So somebody filmed this guy, I don't know how old the kid was, but literally pulling her by the hoodie, uh, by the hood of the hoodie, around the airport and it went viral. It's incredibly hilarious. But uh, this thing's had over two million views at the time of writing. And um, yeah, that was about six months ago. And I know famouses and uh, and uh, famous people and, and uh, sports stars and people like that have a lot more views in a lot shorter time. But this is just some random bloke who's posted this hilarious video. So imagine something like that, something you do or promote, goes viral. What the what the potential um, benefit to your business is, it's absolutely staggering, isn't it? Now, clearly you don't want a negative consequence if, if there's something that's gone wrong with your business or uh, something really, really bad. Uh, negative connotation, you definitely don't want that to go viral. So number four, the final thing is that it's multi-channel as well. And as already mentioned, your choice of platforms where you're able to showcase your brand is absolutely infinite these days. I've read an article recently that said there are more than 200 social media sites now. Um, Obviously the big ones are the likes of Facebook and um, LinkedIn, Twitter, uh, Instagram, but there are a lot of other smaller sites And also forums, remember, I'm I'm guessing that they class those as um, social media sites as well, chat rooms and things. So look in all of these niche areas um, for something relevant to your product or service. And potentially you've got millions of channels to get out there in front, get your brand out there in front of your audience. And you can cater for all demographics across all of those platforms as well. So the amazing thing is with that as well, that you can actually analyse all of the metrics. So I'm a real stickler for metrics and um, statistics. So I love looking how many people have viewed this, how many people clicked this. And it just shows, you can look into it and it shows what is working well. And the new buzzword and terminology is called double down. You can double down on that, triple down on that. Whatever's working, it's the old Pareto's rule, isn't it? 80-20, so focus 20% of your effort on um, the, the, sorry, focus 80% of your effort on the 20% of stuff that is really, really working well. And then the other stuff is you leave and uh, throw away Uh, don't spend as much time on the stuff that isn't working, but you need those metrics to identify. So multi-channel, there are four simple branding, digital branding benefits that I thought you'd be interested in. And I really hope you've enjoyed this podcast and I look forward to catching up real soon.